Hello, believers. It's Dr. Shantae. October is here and so is another opportunity to work with me. One of the number one questions that I get is how do I start a podcast? And I can't tell you what an important and relevant question that is because the next wave of influencers are going to be content creators. Please believe it. When you take a look around, people that are creating and curating content are the ones that are shaping the conversations, the ones that are influencing the masses. And so I wanted to teach you guys how to do that. And I have created a masterclass for that purpose where I have invited Chicago's media elite to come and share with you from Ebony Magazine to blackdoctors.org, from radio, from television to teach you how to create and produce your own original content. Podcasting put me on the map. I can't tell you what being a podcaster has done for my brand, for my audience growth, for my ability to influence and for my ability to secure other opportunities within media for other people who are in major networks to call upon me for opportunities or for hosting gigs or to come and speak. It's been phenomenal. And so I want to pass that information on to you. And so I've created a master class called Bachelorette. And yes, it's for bachelors too. We do have men coming to the class. And if you want to know more information about that, head to any of my social media at Dr. Shante says on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and you can find out how to register. And if you're not in Chicago, guess what? You can get a virtual pass because we will be live streaming the event. And Bachelorette is for you if you have a business and you need to learn how to tell your story because people don't invest in what you are producing or what you're selling. They invest in why you're doing it and the story and the brand behind it. And so Bachelorette is for you if you need to learn how to tell that story better. It's for you if you want to start a blog or increase traffic to your blog. If you want to produce a web series or if you want to start your own podcast, any form of content creation so that you can build and leverage that to create audience and influence and other opportunities. You guys know I believe in the long money game. This is the way to do it. So definitely head over to my social media at Dr. Shante says, click on my profile links, get yourself registered. We have limited space available. I cannot wait to see you over there. Hello, believers. It's Dr. Shante and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger podcast. I wanted you guys to know that for the next three episodes, we are going to be in the Valley series and the Valley series is exactly what it sounds like. It's all about being in the valley of your life. I want you guys to know that I was very, very close to walking away from this podcast from walking away from my business, walking away from everything that I had built because I was in a valley and being in the valley can make you forget who you are, the value that you bring to the world. It can make you forget your gifts and it can make you forget who God is. And the reason why I share this with you is because as the woman who literally wrote the book on believing bigger, I think that sometimes as entrepreneurs or influencers or people who have a platform, sometimes we do our audience a disservice by pretending that every day is a sunny day when it's not a sunny day. And we paint this picture and this portrait that people can't always relate to because people are suffering. I truly believe that in so many ways and there's so much evidence in social media that many people are managing some sort of pain that they are managing some sort of hurt that they are covering up some sort of issue 
sometimes you'll see pictures of happy families but the truth of the matter is is that the husband and wife are like this close to calling it quits sometimes you will see people at the latest events and the the latest industry red carpet paparazzi pictures glitz and glam type of events and they have an eviction notice on their door those are the things that you don't see social media is really an edited narrative and it reminded me that that was one of the main reasons why I wrote believing bigger a 31 day faith journey one of the major reasons that I wrote that devotional is because I know that Facebook faith is not real and that what we present and how we present ourselves on social media does not reflect the reality of our struggles. And so these next three episodes are going to be about the valley. I want you guys to know that when I wrote Believing Bigger, I was in a valley. My marriage had fallen apart. I was in the middle of a foreclosure on my home. My mother was and still is dying of an incurable lung disease, which they are working to manage and slow down, but there's no cure for it. And barring her receiving some sort of lung transplant, we've had to prepare ourselves for the possibility that she might not be with us. I was writing this book during the holiday season and dealing with the very real possibility that that might have been her last one also wrote this in the midst of a death of a friend one of my live sisters passed away at the age of 38 and none of that none of that is reflected in my social media none of that is reflected in the highlight reel or the brand that is Dr. Shante but please do know that everybody everybody experiences valleys no one is exempt from the valley and so I wanted to create this series for those of you who might be going through and to offer some transparency and some comfort because although there are valleys there are also mountains that there is redemption that there is purpose that there is light at the end of the tunnel and so for the next three episodes we are going to be going through that valley together And hopefully you guys grabbed a copy of Believing Bigger, A 31 Day Faith Journey. If you didn't, you can cop that on Amazon and follow along because I'll be sharing some excerpts from that book as we go through that series and then just kind of offering my insights and my lessons learned from going through those valley experiences and hope that they will help you continue to believe bigger. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. I present to you part one of the Valley series. So part one of this series begins with chapter 24 from Believing Bigger, a 31 day faith journey titled I'm going down. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Matthew 14, 30. On New Year's Day, you commit to losing 20 pounds. But the day you return to work, someone brings in a full tray of donuts. You promise you're going to stop cursing. But three days later, someone cuts you off in traffic and makes you miss your turn. You decide it's finally time to give up smoking. But the next day, all of the servers at work crash simultaneously and the project you've been working on is lost. Isn't it amazing how every time you endeavor to make positive, healthy changes in your life, something comes along to derail your progress? 
By contrast, think about how very little resistance you face while becoming addicted to food, alcohol, nicotine, or a sedentary lifestyle. It's not hard to overeat. It's not hard to overindulge in booze or cigarettes. And it's not hard to post up on the couch instead of hitting the gym. Likewise, have you ever noticed how easy it is to focus on negative things instead of looking on the bright side? We tend to have more faith in all of the things that can go wrong than we do in the things that can go right. Even the disciples were guilty of this. In Matthew 14, Jesus wanted to spend some time alone praying. So he sent the disciples ahead of him in the boat. When he had finished praying, the boat was a considerable distance away. So Jesus started to walk on the water towards the disciples and the boat. When they saw Jesus walking towards them, they immediately assumed the worst. It's a ghost, they cried out. Jesus tried to reassure them that he was not a ghost, but Peter was skeptical. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And he did. Peter walked on the water to meet Jesus. But when he saw the wind and the waves, he panicked and began to sink. Now, all of this happened right after Jesus had fed a multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread. The disciples had seen Jesus perform other miracles and healings and had been with him as he taught. But despite Jesus' impeccable track record, the disciples, just like us, still struggled with fear and doubt. They were afraid because they had never seen a man walk on water. Likewise, when God shows us something new, a new direction he wants us to follow, a new ministry he wants us to start, or a new business he wants us to open, we lapse into amnesia. We forget that God has protected us, kept us, and blessed us in ways we never expected. Thank God for his love and his patience. Even after reassuring the disciples that he was not a ghost, Peter wanted more. He wanted a sign and Jesus gave him one. But Peter stopped looking to Jesus and started looking at what was happening around him. He took his eyes off of Jesus for a split second, got scared and started to sink. Peter was no different than we are. Even though Jesus was standing right there in front of him, Peter was still distracted by the circumstances around him. But Jesus was well aware of the situation when he told Peter to step out of the boat. Come, he said. Likewise, he knows our circumstances when he tells us to step out of our comfort zone and do something. He knows about the stack of unpaid bills. He knows about your wayward spouse. He knows about the trauma of your past. He knows about your trifling boss. And he knows that you're still grieving or heartbroken. But he also knows exactly what is required to change your situation. He knows how to turn your mourning into dancing. He knows how to turn your last dime into lights and heat and gas and water and rent for a year. God wants you to believe bigger than your circumstances. He wants you to believe bigger than your fear and your doubt. When we trust him, we are able to accomplish the impossible. But when we choose to focus on our own circumstances, we will most certainly drown. Think about this. If Bill Gates asked you to do something and promised to provide the financial backing for it, would you do it? Of course you would. It would be a no-brainer. Heck yeah. You'd be an enthusiastic participant because Bill Gates is a billionaire. But think about it. Have you ever seen Bill Gates' money? Have you personally looked at his balance sheets? Can you call up his bank right now and verify funds? 
Still, you would trust him at his word because of his reputation. You would trust him even though he's never done anything for you personally. If anything, you've helped to bolster his bottom line because you've used his technology. But when Jesus asks us to do something and gives us assurance, we question it. We want to pray about it. We wonder if he really meant what he said. This faith journey is going to challenge you to increase your faith and take God at his word. If God has told you to take a step, you must focus your attention on him and your assignment and not on the storm around you. When Peter began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached down to rescue him. But he also asked a question that he's asking many of us today. You have such little faith. Why did you doubt? This part of the devotion ends with a question. Why is it so hard to consistently trust God? What distractions or circumstances are getting in your way? And this is a question that, you know, we have to answer each person for themselves. As I said in the introduction, I was ready to walk away from the business, from the podcast. And the frustration for me is that we tend to romanticize the outcome. We have this glorified narrative in our head about how life is going to be, how marriage is going to be, how things are going to be once we start a business or once we endeavor to do this thing or pursue this goal or this dream. And we tend to forget that dreams attract opposition. Goals attract opposition. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I was sharing with a group the other day about the cutworm. And this is something that an older, wiser woman had to share with me. She said, a cutworm is a moth-like creature, a moth worm, a caterpillar, so to speak, that lives at the surface of the soil. And what it does is it destroys plants by attacking the stem from the ground up. So it hides in the soil and then it burrows down and it starts to attack the stem of the plant from the ground up so that it never has a chance to grow. And the only reason that the cutworm exists is because there is soil. The only reason why there is soil is because something has been planted. Some of us need to understand that when you endeavor to do anything above and beyond the status quo, when you answer the call, when you step up to the plate, you are planting seeds, which means that you have soil. And when you have soil, you are going to have cutworms by the very nature of the fact that you're pursuing your goal. The cutworm wouldn't exist if the seed didn't exist. Don't miss that. The reason why you have the opposition is because you have a dream. The reason why you have the cutworm is because you planted a seed. And so once you've planted that seed, just know that there are going to come things that are going to try to take you out because notice the cutworm doesn't just chew on the leaves or on the fruit or on the bud. No, it burrows down and it tries to cut the plant off, kill it at the root. It tries to kill it at the ground level. And some of you are facing that opposition right now. It's like you tried to get something started. You tried to get something going or you're trying to keep something going and you are getting cut down to the quick, like you are getting hit in the worst way possible. And you're trying to keep your head on straight. You're trying to keep your mind right. You're trying to keep yourself from drowning in a sea of, of despair. 
But like Peter, God is asking us, why do you have such little faith? Why do you doubt? And for me, I really had to check myself because what was happening was when these things were happening, when I was in the valley of 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 wanting to walk away from the business because I felt like I had planted these seeds and I was dealing with cutworms. I just felt like I was getting cut off at the root. Nothing that I, I wanted was prospering. I wasn't seeing the results when I wanted to see them. And I was frustrated and I was burnt out. I was tired of giving and not receiving in return. And as Dr. Shantae, you know, Dr. Shantae's the encourager. I had this conversation with somebody the other day, but sometimes the encourager needs encouragement. And a lot of times when you're that person where everybody's looking to you as the light, they don't understand that what they're doing is just continuing to just draw from your well and draw from your well, draw from your well, and will continue to do that until it is bone dry. And I had allowed myself to get to that place. And even the the first episode of this podcast season, the one with lovey, I did that thinking like, you know what, I'm going to meet this professional obligation because I love lovey. I support her work. I'm proud of what she's doing. And I wasn't sure that there was going to be this episode. I wasn't sure that there was going to be episode number two. And I had all of this doubt and I kid you not. Oh Lord, I'm trying not to get emotional. You guys were the confirmation that I needed to keep going. I have been off the air for three months and three months is a long time in the media world. Three months is a long time to be away from your content. Three months is a long time to be down and you can lose steam. You can lose momentum, but you can lose audience. That's a very real thing. And I have this, this tape playing in my head that nobody cares about your podcast. Nobody's missing you. Nobody's checking for you. Nobody is, is even concerned, you know, that you've even been off the air for three months. But when that episode dropped, you guys came back in force. I mean, in force, it was probably the biggest debut of my podcast. I mean, the biggest debut I've had since I launched my podcast last April And I just, one, want to take a moment to thank you for that, but also just affirm that that was God showing up for me and saying, look, cut it. (laughs) As the song say, you need to cut it. Whatever it is that you're telling yourself, whatever it is that you are believing as you are going down, stop it. You're here for your, your podcast, this content, what I've called you to do. I called you to this. I called you to this. I had you give up your clients so that you could do this. I gave you this voice. I gave you this vision. And don't you dare tap out on your assignment. And I want to say the same thing for you. If God has called you to it, he will see you through it. Don't you dare tap out on your assignment. Granted, if your first reaction to the adversity that you're you're facing right now is to wail and to cry and to react, and to reach for the bottle and to reach for the pills and to reach for the donuts and and the Twinkies and things like that. Stop, stop. Because when Peter cried out to Jesus, the word of God says that he immediately reached down to pick him up. And some of you are in that place where you need to just stop in the midst of your drowning, in the midst of your despair and just cry out to him. Lord, save me. 
Save me from myself. Save me from my self-destructive habits. Save me from this pit of despair. Save me from tapping out on my assignment. Lord, save me. And the word of God says that Jesus immediately, instantaneously reached down and pulled Peter out of his situation. And so that's where I want to end is stop what you're doing and don't be afraid to cry out. The thing is, is that I have to remind myself, God is never surprised that everything that you are experiencing is something that God allows. Even the enemy, the devil has to ask permission just to jack with you, just to tempt you, just to test you. God is never surprised. And while we can't control what happens, what we can control is our response to it. What we can control is how we react. And so in part two of the Valley series, that is what we're going to be talking about. The power of your response, not the power of your reaction, because when you react to things, bad things are going to happen. When you react, you are fueling the fire. You are prolonging your breakthrough. But when you respond which is a very different approach to your adversity, which is a very different approach to going through your valley, you will be victorious. So that ends part one of the Valley series. I hope that this was a blessing to you. I hope that you guys got encouragement from it because that certainly was my hope. And for those of you that are struggling to believe bigger right now, please know I get it. Dr. Shante gets it. (laughs) Um, My life is not a crystal stair. It never has been. And yet the God in me will not allow me to walk away from this assignment. And it's not that I don't have love for the people that I serve, because of course I do. I love you guys to death. Love you. Love you to life. Sorry. But sometimes my cloud, the clouds in my life hang very low and it's hard to see the road up ahead. But God is faithful even when we're not faithful. So hold on to that. Be encouraged. If you have comments, questions, anything about this podcast episode, you know, you can always hit me up at Dr. Shante says on Instagram and Twitter, and I will see you guys next time.